It's time to redefine and align to the badass leader and mother you really are. I'm your host, Nicole Weston. I have been coaching moms for the last decade on aligning to what they truly desire so they can be present with their family, create the most successful business, all while having it all. We're gonna be talking to moms all around the world who are diving into what does it mean to take care of myself? What does it mean to redefine motherhood so I can live it on my terms, so I can have it all? It's time to rise, and here's the thing, we can't do it alone. Join us as we have some of the most important conversations about how moms are taking their pain and turning it into their purpose. Let's dive in. Are you looking to finally become the successful leader you were meant to be? To stop struggling and stressing and trying to figure out how to make it all work. In my upcoming program, Becoming, we are going to spend six months diving in to what it means to have it all. Because here's the thing. It's time to redefine and it's time to align with what it means for you to have it all. If you're a badass female leader ready to take your business to the next level so you can have better relationships, be present with your family, make more income, and make an impact in the world, enrollment opens October 1st. You can book a call to apply. Okay, so you know when you like meet someone and you just can't stop talking. So that's pretty much how this interview went with Jess Williams. So we talked all things divine love, feminine, the masculine energies that play into the world of relationships and entrepreneurship and motherhood. We dive into the world of self-pleasure and sex and intimacy and just the energetics of it all and how it all combines into how we show up in the world. And I absolutely love everything that we talked about. So let me tell you a little bit about Jess. She is a um, twin mom. Her and her fiance um, have twin girls, and she describes her partner as her twin flame. She has been a spiritual boss babe for the past four years, running a very successful spiritual coaching business while simultaneously building an empire with an MLM called doTERRA. She loves all things involving empowerment, leadership, sales, money, mindset, manifestation, holistic wellness, spirituality, and feminine and masculine energy. She says that while being a new mom, she's been able to boost the passion in her relationship, build a foundational business, and tap deeply into divine love. She is so proud of herself for being able to show up as a hot, well, and wealthy mom, and she is so looking forward to sharing her journey with the world. I think what you're really going to love is just the conversation and the dynamics of how we really unpack what it means to be in our feminine and what it means to be in our masculine energy. And it's a conversation I am loving these days. I think it is the the secret sauce to energetics, to emotions, and to really bringing in the abundance that we seek in the world. So I hope you will enjoy all of our conversations. And please, if you love this episode, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear from you. And just before we dive in, I want to share with you a um, review that we have from one of our listeners. 
her name. She wanted to write a mom just like you. And this was a five-star review. She says, I see you and I begin to see me too. This listener writes, Nicole, you and your guests are sharing really meaningful and powerful messages that I think every mother should hear. This podcast offers a space where people can tune in from the comfort of their bed or the efficiency of their commute. I find myself relating, empathizing, sympathizing, and have come to realize that the act of listening and reflecting is in itself a step towards redefining motherhood. Grateful that you have taken that leap to share your passion with the world. Thank you so much to the listener who wanted to name herself a mom just like you. So grateful that you are here and thank you so much for sharing your review. Again, if you have found this podcast, our interviews and these stories inspiring, please let us know. And if you're listening, make sure to send me an email if there's something you would like to hear more about or if you know someone who is a badass um, mom and leader. Thank you so much. And let's dive in. So thank you so much, Jess, for being here. I'm so excited and so honored. I am so excited as well. I love how my bathrobe is matching your plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at your background and it's like so beautiful. And then I'm looking at mine. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're literally in rapport, like times a thousand wearing the same colors and the same vibe. So it's beautiful. Sisterhood has aligned. <laughs> yes, it has. So for those who don't know you, can you share a little bit about yourself and what you're up to right now? Hey, oh my gosh. Where <laughs> now? Because I feel like nine months ago when I was giving birth, I was literally the, like, I was a completely different human being than I am now. And I just feel like the stages that my babies have been going through. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a twin mom. Um, it's, for, it's my first time being a mom ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what it's like to have a regular baby, just like one baby. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like as they've been growing, I've been growing so much as well. And it's, it's been such a wild ride. So essentially, before I had my kids, I was a feminine empowerment coach. I was mm-hmm. hosting retreats and doing a lot of coaching online, which was really, really fun for me and just feels so aligned with the journey that I've gone through for my whole life. It's, it's been this journey of, of being this damaged little girl who thought she had to show up in life as a man and tried to conquer life as a man. And this is so common and classic for so many of us women. Um, and I just hid down my emotions and my femininity forever until I just had to burst and explode and step so far deeply into my feminine and do all the healing there. So mm. to this day, I am still healing so much around my feminine and I'm just like grabbing people's hands and bringing them along on my journey. And cool. uh, yeah, the last nine months have been really slow and quiet for me. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've just been trying to fully surrender as mm. much really letting go of control and letting go of expectations and making sure that I'm just attuned to myself and in alignment with my soul mm-hmm. and trusting that having certainty and faith in my vision is is enough that I need and I really just have to surrender control to the universe so um, <laughs> right now I am still so aligned with helping women step into loving themselves and appreciating themselves so deeply by 
eliminating all the societal beliefs and conditioning that's really been put onto us as women. Um, and I'm currently boiling up a little fun program around that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm doing full time is I'm actually doing sales online. So when it mm -hmm. comes to having a passion and a purpose, it's, it's really, really powerful and it's amazing to make an impact and work life from your passion. But if you don't have the business and the structure and the sales passion on the other side of it, you can't really make much out of it. So as no. much as I say, I'm like, woo woo and I'm feminine and I love loving <laughs> people. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm very much like 90% a hardcore businesswoman, and I love to crush sales and I love numbers and I love to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Money is amazing. Money is so good. Money feels so good. Yes, yes, yes. Bring <laughs> on me. <laughs> yes. It's truly like, it's one of these conversations I was saying to my partner last night. I go, you know, years ago, woo-woo and spirituality was like, people would look at it and go like, yeah, like that stuff is amazing. It's powerful and it works. But it had this like weird, like, there's no money in that. And now you see women rising and just like, I, when I see woo-woo, I just think gold. I just think woo-woo, gold, healing, woo-woo, gold, healing. And that's what we all need. And it gets me so excited to see so many women in, in my space and also online, just like owning and standing in that alignment of being totally surrendering to the power within them and receive the money too. And and not need the recognition for it. And just like, no, like, no, like this is it. Like, this is who I am. And I heal, I make an impact, I help, I serve, and I make money. And that's a good thing, right? It's explosive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will say, because if this were me listening to this a few years ago, I'd been, I would have probably been like, ew, like, no, it's not about that. It's blah, blah, blah. But it's like one of those things that if you're listening to this right now and you're like feeling weird about money, it's like, that's where you need to dive in more, like dive into that space more because that's a really cool opportunity to heal that relationship with money. Cause it is, whew, I remember my old relationship with money. I used to say it was a very violent, abusive relationship and it is not that anymore. It is not that anymore. Oh my God. I'm getting chills as you speak, Nicole. Okay. So <laughs> Yes, money story. Holy cow, let's go into that. When, yes. I, when I was younger, I grew up with a really, like my family wasn't poor, but the story was that money didn't matter. Mm. Like my dad was super humble and he was super grounded and he loved nature and he loved just connecting to his arts and connecting to whatever the heck his soul really wanted to birth in the moment. And my mom was this kind of I don't know if you're into astrology, but she was just this like Sagittarius, like run around, explore, philosophical <laughs> woman who is this like chaotic version of femininity, which we can go into after <laughs> why I went into my masculine. But um, the story was money doesn't matter because mm. we've got everything we need already with our small house and our land and our property. So growing up, I, I had to really grow my love for money and my appreciation for money and my like I fucking deserve this yes I can I can make money and it's cool and I can I it's okay if I want money too like right I'm saying money wanting to have a luxury bougie house and like have a freaking yacht one day and buy all the jewelry and buy all the sexy clothes like yeah that's okay mm -hmm. I give yeah. myself permission to have that and there's been so many other fun beliefs wrapped around it and 
I, I think that's interesting too. Like luxury is totally my word. And I have always lived in the world of like navy blue and gold. And I would literally like that's those were the clothes I would always wear. And I, I, when I started to tune into that story that I would tell myself about money, I was like, oh, I'm totally blocking any type of luxury to come into my life. And that word for me means so many things because it's not, it's not so much about like what it means um, to me. It's just like, what's what I am, what's possible, like what is possible and, and living in that space um, instead of thinking about those things and going, Ooh, it can't happen for me. Or, Ooh, what does that make about, what does that mean about me? If I want those things, it's a completely different shift in the story that I tell myself, which has, we know like the most profound impact in the world because everything is energy, <laughs> right? Everything is energy. Everything, everything is energy. This is why we are in the same color without even talking about it today. <laughs> Uh, we're dressed in the same colorful uh and i love it right and i want to go back to because you had said to um you know the last nine months have been slowing down and being present and surrendering and also you know that um, masculine like the sales and the leadership and the making the money part and i think like where we have so much more room to grow, I think, as a collective as women is like accepting that yin yang of, of energy and that it's not about gender, it's about energy and to be able to lean into one and also take action in the other has the profound impact of bringing in all that we desire. But I think as moms, what I have seen personally for myself, no, let me back up. I did a masterclass with Melanie and she said that mothering energy is masculine energy. And I was like, no, 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 it's not. I was like, no, you're, you're not, you're lying. Are you sure? And then she was like, it's almost like she could hear me thinking that. And she was like, yeah, I am sure. Because have you ever seen a mama bear and then tried to take the cub away from mama bear? That doesn't happen. Mama bear does not let that happen. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, all I have been doing for like so long has been mothering energy like crazy. And at the same time thinking I'm surrendering. So it's been kind of a mind fuck um, for sure. <laughs> but I, I would love to hear your thoughts on masculine and feminine energy in that context. Call this up like, oh my <laughs> shit, this is my thing. <laughs> um, yeah, holy moly. Because masculine is giving and masculine mm -hmm. is up and masculine is pushing through what you don't actually feel like doing necessarily and and here I am and I'm sitting in my house and I'm like crying and my fiance I'm like I'm tired like I'm just so tired like I need mm -hmm. a break why am I so tired when I'm just showing up in love and nurturing yeah. my children and I'm like I feel like I'm being so feminine and just being present but that's masculine like totally holding space for a crying baby all the mm -hmm. time you know mm -hmm. and and if you are a feminine if you're like primarily feminine essence core essence human if you're filtering masculine energy through your body constantly like your body's just not used to grounding out that kind of energy so you start mm -hmm. to feel it so heavily and I was so confused and I don't know where I heard it it was kind of like you like you just did like a master class or like heard a heard a podcast or something and I was like oh my god I've literally been mm -hmm. giving 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 showing up persevering and and this is why I'm so burnt out because on the other end of it I I do business 
in a really, really feminine manner. Like when I, when I do business, I'm like, okay, I know I need to make up like five sales tomorrow. So I'm going to meditate and I'm going to yes. open my heart and I'm going to enter a space of service and I'm going to make yes. sure that I'm like flowing love. Oh, and you know what? Let's do, let's do a self-pleasure practice like before my sales. So I yes. really tap into feeling good and flowing. And, um, and then there's all the tiny masculine parts of business, right? There's like, mm-hmm. okay, I have to like book my stuff and I got to do the follow-up and I, mm-hmm. I got I to push people through their fear at the end of the sales calls. And um, I was, I wasn't, I didn't have the time to do all the feminine flowy stuff. So mm-hmm. I only had the time to do the masculine stuff in the business. So I was doing the masculine stuff while being a mom and then doing the masculine stuff in the business. Cause that's usually the stuff you have to do. Yes. Right. And, and I was like, just burnt on both ends. I was yeah. like, what the heck, man, this is crazy. What a wild ride. And for me, motherhood has been so much depth of really discovering the feminine masculine balance mm. relationships, business, kids, self-love, all of it. Like you hit right on the, right on the nail there. <laughs> Well, and that has been one of those things for me, like a lot of the conversations we can get in, um, I find, and I think this translate into business and to relationships as well, like with our partners is that masculine type of energy. Um, and again, it's not about gender, right? So it's like, you know, if one of the parents are staying home, so in our cases, it's the woman is staying home, um, or at home more of the time with the children, there's this like energy that builds up and builds up and builds up. And what I have been recognizing is that when we're in this masculine energy and giving all of the time, it also technically blocks us from receiving anything. So it's like, you know, I know for my generations, um, the women before me never received help, let alone asked for it. And then if it, what, if it did show up, it was like completely like turned away. So that's kind of my experience of it. So then I show up in motherhood and I'm like, no, no, no. Like I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. But like consciously I'm like, no, like, fuck, I know I need help, but I also don't know how to receive it and not really understanding that all of this energy that I'm putting into uh, keeping my daughter, you know, happy and alive and fed and slept well and all of these things that I wasn't receiving anything for myself either. And that was me blocking the ability to receive, to trust and to let go and I can really connect it back into the day that they broke my water because it was totally out of my control. So I went from, you know, feminine, like I'm, you know, I have a baby in my belly. And then all of a sudden it was like, I had no control. I left my body and I went, I was probably in that state until I did a session with my coach about nine months later. And I was like, surrender city. Like I was like, oh, I can breathe. You know, I can breathe now because now I understand that I have just, I haven't stopped and I haven't allowed myself to even comprehend that I can just trust. So when you break it down into masculine and feminine, I was like, the part that I was missing was that trusting part. Like, who am I? What do I want? And getting rid of um, all the shoulds and the books and everything. And then my partner would be like, put the book down. They don't know our daughter. And I'd be like, you don't know anything like this book knows, like you've never done this before. And then like a few days later, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like I'm looking at a book to tell me what to do. I like books. I think they're, they're important. Um, but I was completely disconnected from myself. And since, you know, tuning back into that, that I feel that we have that, uh, inner alignment within our family. And when it comes out of alignment, we're that much more attuned to it and can go, okay, I know, like, 
who, who, who here is out of alignment? Like who here is not plugged into their essence? Like what is it that you're not getting? And it does come down to me trying to be a mother to everybody. <laughs> I, I said it, like I'm just being honest. I'm literally trying to mother everybody because I'm going into super intense control. Wouldn't you agree? Oh my God. Or have yeah. you seen it or experienced it? I mean, I can't say, but I, I, that's what I've been seeing. <laughs> it's so funny that you're saying it. Today I had like a smack in the face. I was like, oh my God, I need to write a post about this on Instagram after. Um, but it was as, as mothers, our, our family life is a mere reflection of our business life. The way we, mm. we show up with our business and nurture our business and play every part, right? Like, yeah. like if you own a business, like you've been in the position where you're like, I'm going to do the sales and I'm going to do the marketing and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to take on everything. And, and next thing you know, you're exhausted because you're like, I must nurture my baby and make sure that everything's okay. Yes. Um, and, and it's a perfect mirror reflection in totally. your family life. And uh, right now for me, I'm recognizing that so deeply and I'm like, I need to get a freaking babysitter like yes I delegate some love and yes. to someone I trust and also in my business I'm like I gotta get a VA like yes, me too. so I'm getting chills everywhere I just like, get, it's it's 111 on my clock right now as soon as I, I just looked over it's 111 so let that be a sign that we are getting a VA <laughs> oh yeah you're gonna get the best VA ever and they're gonna be a mom maybe so yeah yeah. <laughs> I think they actually are too. I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure they're, I'm pretty sure they're a mom. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, exactly. Like, oh, just surrendering to support and trusting mm. that people want to help us and people want to be there for us. And the more we get help, the more we can do the things that we actually care about and that we actually love. More self-pleasure. <laughs> More self-pleasure. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm like, I was wondering which podcast episode was going to dive into self-pleasure and here we are. So that's amazing. Um, so we, we will go there because I wanted to go back to, you said um, how you've been showing up in relationship and in business and how all of this kind of coming into being a parent has, you know, just expanded how you're doing business and how you've kind of like come into that flow. So can you like expand on that more? Like, how are you utilizing that framework to, I don't know, find that flow? Because I know I'm kind of looking at that on, on a daily basis and I know the women I'm working with are also thinking the same thing. So. Yeah. So how am I using my lessons in motherhood and applying it to business and lifestyle? Yeah. And, and relationship too, because I think it was at the beginning you had said, like, we're just not doing it as like a man would, right? And I think as moms in business, it's this like, we can do it differently, but there has really not been a lot of people to show us how to do it differently. I think they're definitely rising and coming in. Um, but we're kind of like, well, we have to do it a masculine way. So it's either we're all in masculine or we're all in feminine. And I think the conversations we are having a lot now are how are we finding the harmony and alignment with having both energies in us? And what does that look like? Because it is looking very similar, but it's also looking very different with, uh, with families. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to use my journey right now. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, when I was highly in my masculine, and like to give a context, I, I really feel if you are a core feminine essence, we're talking about energy here, you can be a man, you can be a woman. Mm -hmm. um, but if your core energy is feminine, um, 
you really like to let go. You really like to let other people take care of things naturally. That feels really good for you. And that is your yearning. Your yearning is to be able to let go and, and like finally be able to just breathe and, and feel good and feel supported. But typically when you're, when you have the wounded feminine, you show up in your masculine essence. So you're still technically showing up in your feminine, but you're wearing that masculine mask of like, I'm going to take care of my shit because I'm afraid that if I let someone else do it, they're not going to support me. Hmm. Um, so for me, the way my wounded feminine showed up is it was extremely controlling. I was always like, no, you can't do it that way to my, to my fiance and making sure that everything's done properly, making sure that it's done my way. And I would always have all these egotistic logical reasons that were like sometimes just abstracted from nowhere as to like why he can't do something that specific way. And, and I was just showing up super, super controlling. And for me, when I had kids, I being educated on the feminine wants to surrender and let go and let her man take the lead, let the masculine take the lead being aware of that. I, I came into the awareness where I was really controlling my, my fiance in terms of the kids. I was like, no, 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 you, you can't feed them that way. Make sure you feed them at this time in the morning with, with this thing. Okay. Don't leave them on the couch, babe. Oh my God. They're going to fall off the couch. You know, like all these stressful little things. And he's like, dude, girl, I know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like this weird fear inside of me. So in my relationship right now, I'm learning to really just let him do it. Yes. Even if he's doing it wrong in the moment, give him the space to figure it out and just trust him and and trust his vision and trust his ability to do something, even if he isn't there yet. Oh, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> and it's healed so much. And that's, it's completely changed our sex life because if you're in a relationship and you want the sex and you want the arousal and you want the passion to remain, you have to have the polarity. You have one to. of you has to be in feminine energy and one of you has to be in masculine, whether it's the man or the woman. And me surrendering, even when I feel like it's the time where I can't, where I can't trust, like, I'll use an example. My fiance used to video game a lot mm-hmm. and, and I wouldn't trust that him video gaming is what was right for our bigger vision as a family. Right, right. I was a waste of time and I would like make him feel guilty for it. Essentially. I'm like, why are you gaming again? Are you avoiding your emotions? Are you trying not to meditate? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'd find all these reasons as to like how to validate my fear of not being supported within myself. And in order to, have him step up as a man, I had to trust that him playing video games was part of his vision and part of his intuition and trust that that is what was in alignment for him to step into his power. So mm-hmm. it's about really trusting them when they're still not in the higher power that you, that you see them as, right? right. Because we're always just not trusting because we see so much potential in them and it's from a loving space. Yeah. It's about loving them before they're actually at that, at that space. Well, and loving them as they are and accepting who they are. Because I look at him and I'm like, he's not on my case about all the things I'm doing or not doing. Never. So what gave, what gave me the right, other than generational beliefs and seeing things and kind of 
you know, whatever belief I bought into about what men are. And then I'm like playing that out and it has nothing to do with him. Like he's not doing that. He's not saying, you know what, Nicole, you need to be a better mom and you need to show up and do this and you need to, and, and like, you know, and I would say that the last few months, everything you just said around, like, let him figure it out was probably one of our, I had heard this before. My daughter's two and a half, almost two and a half. I had heard it before on our journey. And I remember thinking, no, you don't get it. Like you don't get it like that. No, I'm not gonna, that's not true. And then it really hit me like visceral hit me. And I was like, I just kind of give the example, like when he went back to work, no people were there for me, of course, but it's like, nobody was there for me to try to, nobody was telling me moment to moment what to do with her. I had to figure it out. And what makes me think that I have the right to teach him how to figure it out? Like he's got to figure it out and I have to hold the space that he is so capable and I have to let, I have to trust myself and trust him that he's so capable. And there's this like mind fuck of energy that goes on that it's like, I know better than you and I spend more time with you. And it's like, yes, these are all true things, but he also is a dad too. Like he gets to choose how to do this and then he, like his daughter picked him. So who am I to like step in the way of that? You, that's not okay. Oh but in God. the moment, right? <laughs> right? Daughter picked him. Oh my God. She didn't just pick that. me. She shouldn't be like, yo, I'm coming for you, Nicole. Like she was like, I'm picking you and Brandon. And I think about our soul journey. I know you mentioned like he's your, your twin flame and, and, I, and I, I feel very similar with, with Brandon. And we were taking our um, maternity photos and I looked at them and I thought, oh my God, like think of all the things that happened in our life that got us to that moment where we decided that we were going to be together. And it's like, she was up there. This is, my, this is what I think. She's up there going, okay, guys, it's you and you. So you're going to have to meet on Tinder at this time. And mom, you're going to have to figure this shit out before you get to him. And dad, you're going to have to have a, like, you're going to, because I'm going to need both of you to be in this certain position in order for you to get your shit together in order to bring me into the world, you know? And I was like, yes, yes. You know? And then she's born and it's like, she picked him too, Nicole. Step back, lean back, trust. And I think it's that masculine. No, what did you say? You called it the feminine, the wounded feminine and that controlling piece. That fear is coming from that wound I have inside and it has nothing to do with him. Oh my God. It goes so deep because that the fear like us showing up in the wooden feminine is just, it's simply fear of like, oh my God, I, I, I feel like I'm not supported. I feel like I'm not safe. I feel like I'm not okay. Mm. So when we show up in fear subconsciously, our fiance feels emasculated immediately mm. or husband or boyfriend feels emasculated immediately because they're like, okay, they're not trusting me to support them and they're not trusting me to keep them safe. And when I show up in a controlling way, he, he feels like he's not loving me properly. Yeah. Right. Cause he yeah. feels like he's not creating the safe space for me. And, oh, the work you're doing is amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and that's interesting too. Cause I remember in my first relationship, it was about five years. It was one of those high school relationships and it ended terribly. And a lot of healing came from there. And I remember hearing him say probably a few years later, like nothing was ever good enough for you. And I, that stuck with me like a lot. And I've done tremendous amount of work on myself and I will continue to do work because I, I want to continue to grow. 
And I remember like that, that stuck with me. And it's one of those things that I, when I hear that, it's not a reflection of what he's not doing, right? Like, so in the relationship now, it's like you, your expectations. And I could look at that of two ways and go, oh my gosh, like he's not meeting my expectations. Or I can use my personal power and be like, ooh, what am I projecting out there where he feels like he's not me? What, am, what is it that I'm putting out there that presupposes that I'm not getting my expectations met? And it always comes back to me. Always. It's always coming back to that. And I have to say, <laughs> I have to say that this feminine masculine world and language and um, philosophy, if you want to say, belief has created expans- expansive space inside of my body to make, um, to make even more room for us to grow deeper and deeper in love together. And then this is where I'll bring up the sex part. It's like the sex the sex relationship between us has been like it has never been before. And this is instantly just going, oh, it's because I've been trying to be a mother for the last two years. That's it. Pick up your socks. Your socks don't care. They don't, they don't go there. That's not, I don't have a right to say that. And how did it show up for you in your, in your sex life? It was just this ability, I think. So there's a few things realizing that I was leaving my body, not in sex, but just, I had this like, uh, this is going to be so weird, but COVID, you know, COVID has this, if there's so much fear wrapped up in it, there's so much uncertainty. So then what I would re- what I was realizing was I was leaving my body and being an empath, you know, trying to go figure out what it would feel like. And then, then I, you know, I think, you know, human design quite well, Yes. So learning about who I am as a, what my human design is, I'm a generator, but I have a lot of uh, open centers and realizing that like my emotion center is totally open. So I have so many abilities to go in and like go right into your body and feel what it would feel like to be you and what that would go. But what was, I got an open emotional center. (laughs) Yes. And an open spleen. (laughs) So it's like, ah, like all of these things. And I realized that like those things were in COVID in this situation, I was realizing that I would, I'm actually a cool, calm, collected person. And whenever I'm in fear, it's because I'm actually, this is true for me. And uh, I was like leaving my body, trying to figure out, trying to make decisions based on what everybody else would want me to do. And it's like, yo, like, what are you doing? You got to get back in your body, get in your body, get in your body. And that has been kind of my thing. And I'm, I'm in a mastermind squad and we've been like working through like, what does that look like? What's the dynamic of that? And then something as simple as like, um, I know I have something to resolve when I'm getting activated or triggered, if you want to say. My hands get really sweaty. My heart starts to palpitate. Um, And I was watching a Netflix show called Sugar Rush. Super easy. I love watching cooking shows because then I don't have to be an empath and fit, you know, like I'm not, it's like cooking shows are brilliant because they're just fun and it's food and they, you know, so. We've been so hungry. Always. Like, I'm going to go be the best baker in the entire world right now, but it's 10 o'clock at night, so I won't. Um, And so Naya, I think I'm saying her name right, Naya Riviera, she was a guest judge on the show and and she had, she's passed away a few months ago, very tragically. And so she's on the show and I am like, I didn't realize it in the moment, but leaving my body, going into what it would be like to be her and her son in that whole circumstance. And I'm like, what are you doing? So we're sitting there and I'm like, I'm like hitting my, like, I'm just like tapping and I'm like, get back in your brand's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to get back in my body. And I was like, hold on. Nobody is forcing you to watch this episode. And I changed the episode. 
And instantly I was fine. I was like, oh my goodness, get in your body, girlfriend, get in your body. Now, how has that showed up in, in our sexual relationship has been like getting in my body and receiving in ways I've never received before. And I'm talking like, we, we have a great relationship in the bedroom. This is just transcended into many, many other places I didn't know existed. And, and I have to say it's because I've been fully in my feminine, completely trusting and completely surrendering to receiving and not in a way that it, not trying to control how I receive, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. Because when you control it, you're not surrendering. You're not surrendering. So I'm like controlling how I receive like that. So now I'm trying to do a masculine thing on a, it doesn't work. And it really, it wasn't anything to do about him. Like nothing. If you looked, (laughs) not if you looked at what we were doing, no, but like nothing, (laughs) nothing changed other than me completely being okay to say like, I'm surrendering and I am, I am here and I am present. I'm in the moment. And I'm not thinking about all the other things I could be thinking about in this time. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I see so much of myself when you get this too. It's crazy. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Right. And and there's this, there's a lot of grace to be had too when becoming a mother because I think hormones and I think birth trauma is a big deal. I think there's a lot of things, you know, that have to be you know, for me, I had a C-section, an emergency C-section, and my body is very, very different. Um, and just feeling very disconnected from my body. Like I'm going, who's bo- like, whose body is this? I don't recognize it anymore. Um, and you know, it's one of those fluffy things. Well, look at, look at yourself, how he sees you. And it's like, now I'm going, yeah, like just, just, I am different and just accepting and embracing that. Um, so I do think there are real things that happen as we become mothers and what happens in a relationship. But I think for me, uh, the shift was I've been mothering in every area. And I know that my success in my business has always come from when I play, when I am focused on the energy, of course, making the phone call, connecting with people, you know, doing those things. But I have been coaching women for years and I say, you got to get your business. You've got to do the energetics in your business. You have like, that is like a, you got to play, you got to have fun. And then I wasn't doing it in, in the parenting world. I wasn't doing it in the relationship. I was just frozen in protection, masculine energy. And so that shift happened. We started ATVing um, back in May and it's been like bliss. It's been, it's like, oh my God, I'm playing. <laughs> like, I'm playing and, and everything is flowing and oh my gosh, this is like, and then I go, Brandon, what are we going to do in the winter? Like we can't ATV in the winter. So what are we going to do? <laughs> I'm like, my business needs this. Like we need this. <laughs> I need to play. Oh my God. I love that. You're making me realize how much I need to play a lot more in my relationship right now. Mm-hmm. I love it. Right. And, but just such from a place of desire, not a place of like have to, I think is a big difference. Cause before I was like, we have to play. Like I knew the importance of play, but now it's like a true desire. And I do give a lot of credit to that, um, through this mastermind that we've been working through literally for nine months, which is the timing of that is perfect. Um, (laughs) and just going like, how, what is that vision for self and how are you showing up in the energetics of business and energetics of relationship? Because it all is, is, is one. It's all one. Mm-hmm. So how have, how have you experienced that in your world in terms of 
um, in terms of sex and in terms of relationship and taking care of all the things? How has that kind of manifested itself in your world? Oh my gosh. Okay. How has sex reflected everything in my entire life? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, Yeah, it is the key. It is the, your, your body just like, when you tell me that you're disconnected from your body, it immediately like strikes home to me that you're disconnected from your feminine immediately. Yeah. Our yeah. body is made for receiving. Touch, yeah. smell, hear, feel, right? Our pussy opening up to a cock. Like we are literally made to receive. Totally. And, and when we disconnect from our body, we disconnect from our senses, which means we disconnect from receiving and disconnect from surrender. Mm. And that was something huge for me. I feel like the the early days of our relationship, we were we were both showing up in like wounded sexuality big time. Mm-hmm. My my fiance watched a lot of porn when he was younger, just like many men. men and yep. a lot of men learn that like a woman loves to just be like pounded and and yeah. like, woohoo, this is amazing and I love this and I'm gonna scream about it. And then women <laughs> learn that that's what we should like. And for my whole life, I was so confused as to why I wasn't enjoying that. And I feel like our growth in our relationship in terms of the masculine feminine balance, we discovered it in sex before we discovered it anywhere. Mm. And it, it all had to do with me opening up about my fears while he would, he would be with me in that space and have him hold space for my fears and have him like grow the container of holding space for my emotions as I opened up to him and allowed him to create safety for me. And, and then that reflected back to us in, in like sports where let's say I was doing something and keep in mind, like growing up being super masculine, when someone told me what to do, I was like, fuck you. Like, no, I know <laughs> what I'm doing. And, and either I would, I would have to be the best at something or I wouldn't do it at all. Me being able to actually receive support from him in, in a sports container is, was huge. And, and that all came from us learning how to surrender and and not the word dominate, but surrender and lead. Lead, yeah. In the sexual, in our sexual life, mm-hmm. and and then also in business. And what's what's beautiful is when you really learn to surrender to your man, you you realize how sensitive you are, mm-hmm. right? Like growing up, I thought that I was so complicated in bed. I'm like, you need to like squeeze my boob and then like lick my clit at the same time and then rub my arms and like massage my feet. Like I need all of this. And <laughs> what, what it actually honed down to is like, I was actually trying to constantly distract myself from my mind by using the other person. Interesting. And what, what sex has really taught me is how sensitive I am when I actually surrender to like his lightest supple touch mm-hmm. and all this gift. And how much joy there is in that small, delicate touch of like just his hand caressing my neck or just his lips touching my lips or just his breath in my ear, you know? So it's, it's elevated my sensitivity so much in so many different areas of life. And it's opened me up so much deeper to how much I can experience joy and pleasure and, and abundance, like just all the like we talk about gratitude all the time and feeling grateful for what we have. But when you can really open up to your femininity and surrender to the, to the amazing bliss that's offered to you, 
it's, it's almost overwhelming how big your heart gets blown open. Totally. Oh my goodness. I, it's so true because it's really like that being present in the moment. And I really like how you said, you know, like growing that container, like, and growing it to be safe, because I think we can all, you know, remember the times in our life when it wasn't safe. And so there have been behaviors or strategies or things that we have done to keep ourselves safe, right? And not really knowing, okay, is now the time? Like, am I safe now? And I do think it is that journey with a partner to kind of grow a container where you both feel safe to receive and to give. And I think sex is one of those things that we don't talk about. Nobody talks about it. And um, it really is this like, um, I've been listening to Kim Anami, if I'm saying it right, on her podcast. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, it's, it's the most powerful way to show up and be a feminine and to manifest. It is like when you think about the ability of a woman to create life and give birth to life, it's like that is the power center. Like that is wild. You know, sometimes I kind of catch myself and I'm like thinking about all of the things and how powerful it, it really is. And then I'm like, whoa, like I, I literally leave. I'm like, I'm so high right now. This is incredible to think about what and, and just, yeah, just surrounding ourselves and having these conversations with the love and with the safety and with the opportunity, I think the word pleasure is a word that like we just don't use. And we're so desensitized because of what we see on TV and what we see on the internet. And I totally have had those conversations with my girlfriends around men learning how to give based on porn and women learning how to receive based on porn. And it is such an act and it's dismantling that. I remember taking a course in university and just learning about how violent pornography is and thinking, oh my gosh, like the youngest population is watching this and it's built in violence. There's nothing, you know, the words you use, there's nothing blissful, abundant, pleasurable, or joyful about any of it. And so then if we have it, we think something's wrong because it's not that, but it's actually, that's what it needs to be, right? Yeah, it cracks my heart open. Like it literally like chokes me up into tears to think of, sure, all the, this is the work I do, like all the damage that it's done on women, how much shame it brings around our bodies, how like mm -hmm. people think, oh, women don't watch porn. Dude, I know all my friends, we, we grew up on porn. Like that was like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but all my girlfriends watched it. And we learned how boobs should look. I mean, we learned how a pussy should look. And we learned how our body should look. And we learned how we should sound and, and yes. how we should be fucked and how, how all this stuff happens. And then when we're thrown into bed, we're like, okay, to be desirable, to receive love from this man in this moment, I have to like put on this show and make sure this is how I show up. And uh, that literally haunted me for my whole life. And then it screws over the men so mm -hmm. much thinking that that's what they need to do and that's what is enjoy enjoyable for a woman and that's what's enjoyable for themselves as well right like right. They just enjoy doing this and it's it's wild when i think back to the beginning of our sex life when we were showing up in the porn image kind of sex mm. um like it, it was just so disconnected and we could last for the longest time because like it actually wasn't feeling that good and it wasn't that sensitive and now we can really play with each other because we're doing it what we want and it's just yes it's not an image it's not an act and it's not for anyone but us and yeah uh, 
really deconditioning all of that. And I think like when you can pull apart, you know, something that connects to people so deeply, so intimately, and how that reflects into how we're taking care of ourselves, how we're showing up in the world, and how that trickles into the business, how it shows up in leadership, how it shows up in motherhood. I, I do think that it's all comes down to um, that yin yang energy of slowing down and being present and also knowing like to receive and also to give and how that when we're out of balance or out of alignment with those two pieces of ourselves, that's where we start to see the friction and the tension. And I think for so long, we have all been conditioned to go, oh, um, that means there's something wrong versus, oh, there's something I need to do differently. I need to lean back or I need to lean in something I need to communicate or there's something I need to give myself. Like there's just these alarms coming off. And when we start to look at them differently, instead of making it about everybody else, it's really truly stepping into our power and bringing ourselves back into alignment. And that's the abundance that can show up, right? Mm, The gifts. The gifts. They could just show up because we're like, oh, I see you and I see you and I see you and I'm, and I see you. And I do think that um, it's all a mind fuck. (laughs) Like, this isn't easy. This isn't something that it's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have a conversation about this for 45 minutes and poof. It's like, I think you would agree that this is work we have been doing for many years. Um, This isn't something we learned overnight. And I think that's also so important. But how much power um, and space that it has given me so far in my world has been transformational. The conditioning, the conditioning, the conditioning. (laughs) Transforming the conditioning. I remember at the beginning of my pregnancy, um, I always had everyone asking me, like, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Like, are you tired? And, and when you look at pregnancy online, it's like you're going to feel tired and you're going to feel nauseous and like life is going to totally suck and you're going to have headaches and anxiety. And sure, like that definitely happens for some women, um, but it wasn't happening for me. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's because I ate healthy and I took care of my body and I continued doing activities that I did before it, but I was like expecting things. And then I was like, am I okay? Because I'm not right. Like, it's up. hard. So like, is it I have enough hormone production? Like, am <laughs> I like, like what's going on? Like, right. Yeah. Right. So confusing it's super confusing yeah and I think that's that that's one of the biggest conditions is um if it's not a struggle then it's not worth it or if it's like one of my girlfriends said to me just before I jumped on the call she's like it's easy because you're in alignment and I literally wrote down in my notebook easy equals alignment easy equals alignment and it can be you know just that kind of a, a reframe just this idea that everything has to be struggle. And if it's not, then it's not good enough or there's something wrong. And I would love to see us break away from that as a collective for so many reasons, I'm sure of. (laughs) Oh my God. Even me, I'm still lightly, I call it breaking the curse. When Mm. we, when we break through these little weird conditions that have been passed down through our generations. Right. Mm -hmm. And I still feel that part of me, like Right now, my family and I, we're going through a huge transition. Like my fiance is leaving his job and we're becoming, we were fully entrepreneurial before we had the kids and then he decided let's get a job and, and it'll steady things a little bit. But now we're like, okay, we can't do that life. That does not work for us. I miss you home being my, my friend and my, my partner and, Mm. um, helping me win the game. And, um, uh, I, I, I'm still as we go through this transition, I'm still like, 
why isn't this harder? Like, like I should feel like intense emotions right now, or I should like, I, there must be something I need to process. I'm going to meditate and like feel into my emotions. There, like maybe there must be intensity or like, like we should be fighting. Like we're going through a tough time. Like there should mm-hmm. be reasons as to why this happens because when we go through a tough time, something good is on the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's this, like, there's still this slight addiction to, I have to challenge myself to, to break through to something epic, but I love that. Like alignment feels good. And, and there is a reality where everything's literally rainbows and butterflies all the freaking time. And we just get what we want and yeah. everything feels good and, and we can just flow. And that's what I'm trying to anchor myself in every single day of like, yeah. I don't even have to like just saying I deserve this mm-hmm. is consciously saying that like I don't have it. So it's mm-hmm. like just letting go. It's just completely letting go and blanketing the mind. Yeah, and being so present. And I think too, becoming a mother, you know, they call it like um, brain fog or mom brain and and all those things. And I started to think to myself early on, I was like, no, 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 no. Like this is me being present. Like maybe I'm forgetting things because why do I have to remember all of those things? Those things aren't even important. What's important is right now in this moment, like literally looking into her eyes and going, oh my gosh, you're here. And then, you know, she gets older and like playing. And of course there's a, there's a time and a space for it, but it just really started to expand my awareness around like being present and just like this gets to be easy because I have done my work. I continue to do it but there's just like this level of inner work. And I just find for me, what has been so helpful is when I am in the turbulence or when I am in the emotional container, it's because I'm meant to be growing through it. Like there's nothing I've done wrong. There's nothing I'm missing. I am allowed to feel my emotions and like I get to feel them. And because on the other side, there is that acceptance and flow, right? Like it doesn't always have to be perfect, which doesn't exist. It doesn't always have to be that, but it's like, again, that, um, that ebb and flow of like feeling the emotions and knowing that it's okay. And then like receiving what came after that. Like, I don't know about you, but every time you have a good cry, you sleep like a baby. Oh, baby and I wake up like, like more toned and like, healthier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel that so much. And that's when you cut the, the break, like you cut the, you, you cure the cure, the curse of bouncing back and forth between the masculine and feminine. Cause I find like in the mm-hmm. early, we're really trying to discover the balance between the two. It's like, we'll go super into our masculine and we'll go really into our heads and we'll conquer and defeat and achieve and accomplish everything. Mm-hmm. And then our emotions build up. And then for a week we're like crying and taking baths and painting and like <laughs> singing and dancing and doing self-pleasure. And then we're like, Oh no, I need to work now and catch back up. So we'll go through that a lot. And I find the, the balance comes when you learn to live in your body again and feel everything as we're going through it and yeah. like accept that that's what it all is. And that's when the wheel starts to spin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Flow. That's the, that is the flow. That is like, yeah. I'm like kind of speechless because I'm just totally. You feel it viscerally with yep. your heart open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yes, yes to all of that. And I think when it comes to, I just like all, I, I just want to say yes a thousand times because it's like, 
it's just that flow. And it's really debunking the fact that like, you've got to either be doing all the time or feeling all the time, but it's really truly embracing them as they come in the moment. And, you know, we are worthy as we are, like, that's just how it goes. And I would really love to shift that perspective. And so having these conversations are how I'm hoping to shift that perspective and just really bring back personal power into each and every one of our lives because we truly are the most powerful beings. So I am so grateful for this conversation today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you for mentoring me. Oh my goodness. Thank you for mentoring me. I love, I love all of these things that we've talked about. There's a first time, there's a first time for a lot of things on this conversation today. Um, so I always ask, cause I'm so curious if you were to go back and tell your younger mom self, um, whether that was yesterday or, you know, nine months ago, what would you want her to know? My younger mom self. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh my God. Okay. I'm just going to like sit mm-hmm. back. And like, yeah. It's a month in things are freaking whack. I realized that I just gave up my whole life. And I was yeah. 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 All your time and everything. Yeah is dedicated to keeping this being alive. I just want to like grab her shoulders and be like, let go, just let go. It's all good. Just trust that this is part of your vision and this is part of what you're meant to do. And secretly, but also knowingly, this is what you asked for. This is what you asked for. This is the gift. This is the abundance. This is the pleasure. And uh, you get to have it all. To have it all. Ah, yes. Oh my God, I'm crying over here. Because you're awesome. Because you know, so the videos are going to be up on YouTube, and so for those who are going to watch the video, like you literally were like, okay, let me just like get back in. Okay, so it's a month ago, and then you were like, like you literally, it was like you went back to that self, and you were like, just let go, and I literally felt like you went back to me at that time, and we're like, just let go, and so, anyways, I'm like, like yes, (laughs) thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to embody my inner Nicole every yeah. time. Gratitude and just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and sing it like that too. Well, thank you so much. This has been so good. I can't wait to have you back on. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I want to hear from you. What did you love about today's podcast? What are you feeling inspired to do differently? Find us on Facebook at Redefining Motherhood and tell us all about it. You can also follow along on Instagram at the Nicole Weston. Here's the thing. We were never meant to do this alone, and it is time to redefine motherhood and live it on our terms. I believe we can have it all, and I believe in order to do that, we've got to do it differently. Follow along and let us know. Be sure to subscribe. We drop a new episode every Wednesday.